0: Romans chapter 8 and verse number 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Today, with the help of the Lord, I'm going to preach to you something that has been revelatory to me. And I pray will be to you. Shame off you, part three. We're going to talk about Fable of self-forgiveness. Fable of self-forgiveness. Shame off you, part three. Jesus, we ask that you would talk to us today. We need your presence. We need your spirit. We need your word. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help us, God, to receive your word. And God, let it change our hearts and let it change our lives today. Let us walk out of here different from the way that we came. And we ask this in Jesus' name, and everybody say, in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated in Jesus' name. In almost 25 years of full-time ministry, I have heard story after story of people who have carried the weight of shame deep into their life. For years, and sometimes even decades, being negatively impacted by the shame of mistakes in their past. Mistakes that either they themselves committed, or mistakes or sin that was something that someone else did to them. I've had women tell of secret abortions that no one knew about, spouses share the shame of a past affair that they just can't get beyond in their mind and or in their marriage. I've heard stories of parents who carry the shame of, of being too hard on their children or maybe too mean with their children and driving their children away from them, being disconnected. I've heard parents also who uh, carry with them the shame of being too laxed or not being strict enough and and, and they feel like they lost their kids and are disconnected from their kids because they were were too lax. I've heard adults tell of broken relationships with parents and even uh, stood with and counseled with adults who uh, stand over the casket of a parent that they didn't make things right with and they carry with themselves the shame of that the rest of their life. People... Say the phrase, and we use the language often, frequently, that you have to forgive yourself. Now, I'm going to warn you in the beginning of this message today that probably some of you are not going to like me very much as this message goes on. I'm going to warn you at the beginning of this message that I am going to cross theological swords with philosophical ideas today. I'm warning you at the outset that I am going to, with the help of the Lord and with the authority of the Word of God, tackle some ideas that are not God-centered ideas today. We hear this idea, uh, forgive, and all I ask you is just hear me till the end. Just, just stay with me if you can till the end. We hear this idea of you've got to forgive yourself, even someone famous uh, that probably many have heard of, Uh, A guy named Dr. Phil says, the most important thing you can do to launch yourself into your future is to forgive yourself of your past. If you were to Google right now, don't do it, uh, but you can do it later if you want. If you were to Google forgiving myself or steps to forgiving yourself, you would find enough. Articles written by the world of psychology and psychologists and psychiatrists and self-help gurus You would find enough art to keep you reading for the rest of the year and probably even beyond all of that Dr. Phil and others would tell you that forgiving yourself is what's holding you back that you have to forgive yourself that forgiving yourself is the key to your future that you have to forgive yourself that forgiving yourself is is how you get beyond the mistakes and the pain of your past, but I've not come to preach to you uh, from what Doctor Phil says, and I've not come to preach to you from what Psychology Today says. But I do want to know. And, and while all of those things and, and and doctors may help us and help us have better understanding in certain areas, we have to make sure that all of that advice aligns with the Word of God. We've got to make sure that man's ideas are in line. And many times, many times, uh, uh, some of the best advice you can get from a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a counselor or a well-meaning friend is actually, whether they know it or not, is advice that aligns with the Word of God. But we have to be very careful what we take into our life to make sure that it aligns properly with the Word of God. And if it doesn't align with the Word of God, the Word is right. Scriptures: let God's Word be true. Let every man be a liar. His Word is the supreme, authority in yeah. Yeah. our life. So today, we're going to, I know I just got a little bit of time and we're staring down the barrel of a picnic. So, But I'm going to I'm gonna fast forward through this message. You're going to have to be with me quick because I'm going to go from the Old Testament to the New showing you what the Bible has to say about forgiving yourself. I'm going to take you through the Psalms uh, uh, about self-forgiveness and the Proverbs about self-forgiveness uh, and we're going to end in the parables that Jesus told about self-forgiveness. You ready? Look at your neighbor and say, buckle up. Okay, everybody, everybody, anybody got a Bible with them? Put your hand on your Bible. You got your phone with you? Is your phone your Bible? Put your hand on your phone right now. Don't check your text messages. I'm preaching, all right? But put your hand on your Bible, put your hand on your phone. You ready? ready for this? If that's what I was gonna do today, the sermon would already be over because there's not one verse, not one psalm, not one proverb, not one parable, Not one principle, not one precept in your Bible or mine that has anything to do with me forgiving myself. It's simply not in there. Now, now, some of you, when I said I was talking about self-forgiveness, you got excited because you thought, this is what I've been waiting for, i got to forgive myself, i got to give, I, I, and I, I hate to, you're thinking, man, this is, a, this is a terrible message, absolutely terrible message. The thunderstorm supposed to be out there is now in here, right? Now, hear me, there's not one thing in the Bible that has to do with self-forgiveness, but the Bible is replete from cover to cover with the understanding That Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone can forgive me of my sin. And not only does he forgive me of my sin, but his blood can remove the stain of shame and the pain of the mistake from my life. So what I've come to preach to you today, I understand, flies in the face of a lot of human psychology in 2023. But I've come to preach to you what is the divinely inspired word of God. That the idea of self-forgiveness is simply not biblical. Self-forgiveness says his work wasn't enough. Self-forgiveness says his blood didn't wash me clean enough. Self-forgiveness says I've been forgiven and set free, but there's still something else I've got to do myself on top of what he already did at Calvary. Self-forgiveness says that God did what he did, but now I've got to overcome the real sin in my life. No, that is a lie from hell. You need to know today that the blood of Jesus is enough. You need to know today that His shed blood is enough to cover every one of your mistakes, is enough to heal you of your past, is enough to lift the weight of shame and guilt off of your life. My, my, my. I know it's casual picnic Sunday, but I feel like preaching a little bit today. Is that all right? I, 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 hate, I, I hate to ruin your opinion of Dr. Phil or your favorite pop psychologist, but I'm going to tell you what that is. It is nothing more than secular humanism wrapped up in some good form, form of sounding self-help. That's all that it is. I know, I know, I know. I'm going to make some enemies today. I may hurt some feelings. I get it. I get it. And I don't get me wrong. I do think uh, that there are many people that would benefit greatly uh, from some good Christian-based counseling. Uh, I do think uh, that, that that it's all right, to, that you ought to have some emotional intelligence. And it's good to weigh, uh, uh, raise your self-awareness uh, of how you operate and how you act and how others perceive you. Those are good things, and I am all for them. But hear me. We've got to be careful that we don't buy into the lie of secular humanism you can put lipstick on a cow but it's still a cow It's still just a big old slab of beef You you, you can make it You can smoke a brisket uh, Or you can make a steak Or some ground hamburgers uh, But it's still a cow It's still just beef Uh, And you can dress up secular humanism uh, With some cute little quote on Twitter uh, Or some cute little quote from Whoever on Instagram uh, Or Facebook Uh, You can dress it all up pretty And add some graphics to it uh, Or whatever the self-help book That your friend at work gave you is uh, and, And that's all fine and good but we've got to make sure that it balances with the word of God. We've got to make sure. Can I help you today? Secular humanism says that I am the superhero. Secular humanism says that I have my greatest power Secular humanism says that I am the key to my future Secular humanism says it's only me that can fix my life And get me into my future Secular humanism It, it says that everything that's really important in life now And in my future is really up to me But I'm telling you as a believer in Jesus Christ You come to him broke, busted, disgusted. Your life full of sin And he forgives you, cleans you Washes you And that's not something you did That's not something I did That's something he does (laughs) My, 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 my uh, Again, I'm, I'm all fine With personal, we need more Personal responsibility in our world I'm not preaching against personal responsibility I wish we'd have a Revival of personal responsibility In our nation and in our world But hear me, I'm telling you Jesus Christ Paid the price for you to live Free from sin You didn't pay the price I didn't pay the price And there's nothing I can do to add On to it, I've just got to Learn to walk in what he did. That's why in our text, Romans says today that walk after the spirit, not after the things of the flesh. In other words, I got to get up and walk in what he did. I got news for you. I'm not walking today in the strength of what I did. I'm not walking today in the strength of doing what some psychologists say to do. And they say you ought to look in the mirror. I I, I read it. They say you ought to look in the mirror. If you're struggling to forgive yourself, you ought to look in the mirror every morning. Admire your receding hairline and say, I forgive you today. I release you from your past today. I forgive you. I release you from your past. I hate to break it to you but I am not walking in what I did I am walking in the strength of what he did that's why Christ said come unto me all ye who weary and are heavy laden and I will give you rest I am not my rest he is my rest I am not my hope Jesus Christ is my hope. I am not the answer to my past. Jesus Christ is the answer to my past. I'm preaching to you. First John says, uh, if we confess our sins, uh, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins uh, and to cleanse us uh, from all unrighteousness. Uh, I've come to ask you today, is that not enough? Do we not believe that that is enough uh, that I can confess my sin uh, and simply believe that God is faithful to forgive me of that sin uh, and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness uh, in my life? What I'm preaching today is somebody needs to make up your mind. I refuse to be a prisoner of my past any longer. I am going to walk in the forgiveness uh, that Jesus has given me. You see, the devil is a liar. I said it last week. The Bible says he's the accuser of the the believers. He's the accuser of us. He is a liar. And so he tells you in your face, he tells you, you got to forgive yourself. You got to forgive yourself. You got to forgive yourself. You got the shame in your life. What he's really telling you is what Jesus did is not enough. What Jesus did is not enough. What Jesus did is not enough. You got to do something to absolve yourself. You got to do, you know what I got to do? I got to get his blood applied on me and my life. In repentance, in baptism By the infilling of the Holy Ghost And then I've got to walk in the Spirit I've got to say Today is the day that the Lord has made That's what the Bible says This is the day that the Lord has made Woo my 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 my! Boy, oh, I gotta hurry. I'm running out of time. Hear me. That's the difference. That's the difference. The psychologists say you gotta look in the mirror. The psychologists say you gotta look in the mirror and say, "I forgive you. I release you. I, I release you from your past. I forgive you." I, you know, y'all look different out there. Hope this mirror is at enough of an angle that you're not staring at me from the back while I'm up here preaching. Here, <laughs> I forgive you. You know what the enemy does? If he can get you to buy into the lie of secular humanism, that you have to focus on and forgive yourself. Guess what happens? Every day, I'm stuck looking at that guy. Look in the mirror, forgive yourself every day. Tell yourself. It doesn't, I can say it a hundred days in a row, a thousand days in a row. But when I look in the mirror, I know him better than you know him. I know he's far from perfect. Why would I look in the mirror? That's the dingbat that got me messed up in the first place. Can I say dingbat from the pulpit? I think. I mean, I'm the pastor. I think I can. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the guy who messed me up to begin with. Why would I stare at myself and, and look to myself? You see what the enemy does? He puts you like a rodent in a hamster wheel where every day you're looking to self, self for, for forgiveness, self to get ahead of your path. No, 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 no. First Peter says, who himself bore our sins on his own body on the tree. That we, having died to sin, might live in righteousness. By his stripes you were healed. In other words, secular humanism, the enemy of your souls, says your answer is in the mirror. But Jesus says, your answer is on the cross. Get your eyes out of the mirror and get your eyes on the... I hope you hear what I'm preaching to you today. Secular humanism says, Look in the mirror. The mirror is your answer. You got to release yourself from the shame. You got to release yourself from the past. But Jesus said, Forget about the mirror. Look unto me and be saved. Look at the cross where I shed my blood from your, for your sins. Jesus says, Forget about yourself. You are not the answer. You were the problem to begin with. Your flesh was the one who messed you up to begin with. But if you'll look at this tree, if you'll look at this cross, if I could wake up every morning and instead of looking in the mirror and saying, you can do it, this is your day. You are a winner, not a loser. I'm not not trying to be ugly. I told you I was going to make some people mad today. Here. Instead of looking at yourself, you can do this, you can do this, you know what you'd be better to do is get you a verse or two of scripture that says, I can do all things through Christ. It's not what Luke Levine can do. It's what Jesus Christ already did. And I get his blood applied to my life. Uh, and through the gospel message. Uh, and the obedience to the gospel. And when I apply that blood to my life. Uh, I live free. I live delivered. I live free from guilt and shame. In my life. Somebody clap your hands. Uh, and lift your voice to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If the son therefore shall make you free, the scripture says uh, you shall be free indeed. In other words, you're not bound anymore. You're not locked down anymore. The judge has said you're free. I put my blood on your life. You're free. You're delivered. Why do you keep trying to put yourself back in jail then? If the judge said you're forgiven and you're free, if the judge said I've covered you with my blood, if the judge said you're set free and you're delivered, why do you keep asking for a retrial? Here, I, I, I'm coming against a, an ideology that has had some of you bound for too long, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I understand what we mean sometimes, sometimes when we say forgive ourselves, we're trying to get beyond the past, and, I, and I've probably even used that phrase incorrectly myself before, this is a revelation to me as I'm studying through this series and preparing for this series, I remember, I told you last week, I'm not ashamed to admit it, I told you last week that, that when I hit right at about the 20-year mark in full-time ministry. I hit a wall. I sought the help of a good Christian counselor. I sought the help of a good Bible-based counselor. And if that makes you think less of me, I apologize for you. But hear me. It it, it was a tremendous help and uh, that and the voice of the pastors in my life uh, really, really helped me But I remember talking to that counselor And him saying things like uh, you, you gotta focus on the cross you gotta, you gotta just see what Jesus did for you You gotta, you gotta and, and shame wasn't even like a big issue in my life uh, But uh, I didn't think it was And, and, and he kept saying things like you, you, gotta, you gotta just wake up every day And see yourself as a child of God And you know what, I'm gonna be honest with you I heard that and I thought Man, I'm paying for this charismatic cowboy stuff here <laughs> What's that? wake up and see myself I've been in ministry 20 years I know I'm a child of God that ain't what I need to hear but it took a while it started clicking wait a second wait a second if I could wake up every day and instead of saying you will make it you won't lose you are better you are forgiven what I forgive you I release you what if I could wake up in every day and say I am a child of God? Yes. What if I woke up every day and said I am covered with the blood of Jesus today. I am free and I am forgiven. I am not bound by my past. What if I woke up every day and said I am his child and there is no sin in my past any longer? You know, that's what you do when you repent of your sins. When you repent of your sins, you say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. And if you're here today and you've never repented of your sin before, I'm telling you, Jesus is just waiting to hear your prayer of repentance, and he will forgive you of every sin that you have ever committed in your life. But we don't stop there. We bury those sins in the waters of baptism. We got a baptistry up here, nice warm water. We got robes, changing rooms. You can go home in your dry clothes. Hear me today. But when you go down in baptism, you're not joining a church. You're not just taking a warm bath in front of a few hundred people. No, you are buried with him in baptism. The scripture says what's happening. The blood of Jesus is applied to your life. And all the sin is washed away. All the shame is washed away. That's why in Acts it says, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And you know what? You don't stop with baptism. But then he fills you with his glorious spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, I'm telling you, he gives you power not to look yourself in the mirror and become Lord of your own life, but he gives you power to walk in his shed blood every day. I am free from my past I am free from my mistakes lift your hands all across this room to the Lord lift your hands all across this room in Jesus name right now God give us a revelation of your blood give us a revelation of your goodness give us a revelation that you have made us free Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Isaiah chapter 43 says, even I am the one who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. Hear me. What if I told you that every morning I got up to drink my coffee in my fabulous Sanctuary Yeti? What if I told you I got up every morning to drink my coffee. And I went to the graveyard to drink my coffee. And I said, yeah, like, you know, I, I really can't start my day without walking around the graveyard and looking at all those graves. What What if, what if, what if I told you every morning I'm going to walk through the graveyard and just drink my coffee and look at the graves and the old ones and the new mounds of dirt. And I'm just walking, looking at the graves and, Look at me like you're looking at me now and say, You're weird. You'd be like, Yeah, well, I'm glad we visited that church. I bet there's another one in town, though, we should visit. That'd be strange, right? That'd be weird. That'd be odd. That'd be off. I'll tell you what some of you do every day you get up and you make your morning coffee or tea or whatever it is you drink. And you let the devil and you let your own mind walk you through the graveyard of your past. Of stuff that has been buried under the blood for a long time, and you let him point his finger and yours. That's what you're doing, looking in the mirror. Oh, I did that. I did. That. I remember what happened there. I, I I remember what happened there too. Yeah, I, I I remember that as well. And you walk through the graveyard of this mistake and that mistake. No wonder you struggle no wonder you can't live in victory because every day you let him take your mind on a visitation to a graveyard of mistake after mistake after failure after failure my goodness but I love that song we sing once in a while that says he turns graves into gardens because let me tell you what the Holy Ghost can do for you today by his power and his spirit he can get you out of your graveyard walking every day. And He can put you in a garden of new beginnings. You don't have to wake up every morning in a graveyard. But you can wake up every morning into a garden and say there's a new beginning. And there's a fresh leaf of a new start. And there's a new sprout of hope. And there's another sprout of a new tomorrow. Oh, somebody ought to let Him take you today from a graveyard to a garden. Somebody ought to let him take you today into a place of new beginnings. Ah, I feel his presence in this place right now. Come on all across this room. If you're comfortable, stand to your feet and just respond to Jesus. There's some that are already in this altar. I invite you to come if you'd like to pray a prayer and settle this once and for all. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, I would love to baptize you so that all your sins can be washed away. We'd love to help you repent of your sins and receive what God has for you. Philippians says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Hear me. If you're walking around through a graveyard every morning, if you're drinking your coffee if you're drinking your coffee in a graveyard every morning of your past mistakes let me tell you you're remembering something that Christ has forgotten you're talking about something that he doesn't know about because he said I have forgotten I remember it no more. So you may walk in here and feel the shame that, oh, this is what I did. This is what I did. Let me help you. This is what you used to be. But by the blood of Jesus, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I read the verse last week. That's why the Apostle Paul said, casting down every imagination. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. In other words, when I keep going back to my past, when I keep going back and imagine all the shame and the pain and the hurt that I caused and the mistakes that I made. When I keep going back to that, that is a wicked imagination. Because that is in my head, but it is not in his head. But let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You know what you ought to wake up every morning and do? You ought to wake up every morning and declare, this is the day that the Lord has made. And God, I am your child. And I am walking in your love. And I am under your shed blood. I am free. I am forgiven. Oh, come on, lift up your voice. Come on, get as close as you can to this altar. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. And somebody just begin to talk to Jesus all across this room. That's it. Let him get your eyes off of the mirror. Let him get your eyes onto the cross. Let him move your eyes from the mirror to the cross today. Let him move your eyes from your past to your future.